0: Hi, I'm Naomi Eagle from Cornell University.
1: Hi, I'm Adam Bauer from the University of St. Andrews.
0: Today we're talking about the Biden administration's new landmine policy. So I want to start by asking you, Adam, what's the significance of this policy change and what's actually changing in practice?
1: Yeah, thanks, Naomi. So uh, those that have been following this might have noticed that just in the last couple of days, the Biden administration released this new policy. And in effect, what they do is they commit the United States to largely Adhere informally, without being a formal treaty party, to the core prohibitions of the Anti Personal Mine Ban Treaty, sometimes called the Ottawa Convention. So, in short, the United States is committing not to develop, produce, or acquire anti personnel mines, not to export or transfer the weapons, not to use anti personnel mines outside of the Korean Peninsula, and not to insist, encourage, or induce anyone else to do so, and finally to destroy their existing stockpiles of anti mines not required for the defense. Of the republic of korea and it's just important to note briefly that this policy is in effect a recommitment um, to a policy that was announced by the obama administration when of course current president biden was vice president uh, that policy was announced back in 2014 and was in in place until 2020 when the trump administration withdrew it so in a sense we're kind of going back to the state of play from 2014 to 2020. but so with that in mind uh you know, we, i wanted to ask you know since this is where we are right now what, what do you think comes next Do we expect the United States to try to further adhere to the treaty, maybe formally by proceeding with a ratification process? And I noted briefly about this Korean Peninsula exception. Maybe you could tell us a little bit more about why that's significant.
0: Absolutely. In today's U.S. Senate, say approval for ratification of any international security treaty is extremely difficult, if not essentially impossible, and let alone a treaty that has been a perennial issue since the 1990s. Instead, the United States has essentially been in compliance with the treaty without ever formally joining. And while I would say that ratification would certainly be a positive measure, the U.S. is in compliance with the treaty outside the Korean Peninsula. Of course, in contrast, Russia is actively using landmines in Ukraine. And so I would say that the lack of U.S. ratification is not the greatest challenge facing the treaty and facing efforts to prevent the use of landmines. Now, you also asked about this Korean Peninsula issue, and the U.S. does not directly maintain landmines on the Korean Peninsula. The South Korean armed forces maintain landmines in the DMZ, but the treaty language refers to not assisting, encouraging, or inducing anyone else to use landmines. So that's been a big hesitation for the United States and would be in conflict with its security and defense commitments to South Korea. But, following up on this, I want to ask you, if ratification is essentially not possible in the current domestic environment, how much is this policy announcement good news and and what work still needs to be done?
1: Yeah, thanks. And I you know I think this is clearly a positive development, even though we do do, as I say, kind of go back to a policy that was in place previously. and i and I do think the Biden team should be applauded for the effort. This is something that they committed to, um candidate Biden in, in the presidential election, um, committed to reversing the Trump era policy. And this has been sort of hinted at by various members of his team, including the ambassador to the UN, uh, Linda Thomas-Greenfield previously. Uh, It's not the ideal end state for those of us that might be in favor of uh, this global ban and the United States participation. But I do think, and I agree with you, this is the best possibility under the current circumstances. And so since formal ratification of the treaty is unlikely, I think mind-ban supporters should really focus on ways of further consolidating this informal U.S. adherence to the norm. And, it, and I think, in this respect, it's really important to point out that, in practical terms, anti-personal mines simply aren't an important part of U.S. military capability, and they have not been for some time, largely due to the influence of the mind-ban movement since the 1990s. So, the United States hasn't used anti-personal mines anywhere in the world since the 1991 Gulf War. It hasn't produced or exported the weapons since the 1990s, and it has already destroyed destroyed a considerable portion of its existing stockpile. And it's also important to point out that the U.S. has consistently been the largest funder of humanitarian demining globally and has been attending mine ban treaty meetings regularly since 2009, even during the Trump administration. So the U.S. is, in fact, an engaged um, party, uh, sorry, I should say, an engaged member of the international community on these issues, even though it is not a formal member state and uh, not a formal party to the treaty, and that is having a substantial, positive humanitarian impact. And so that that makes me want to ask you, Naomi, you know, what does your research tell us about the sources of influence that have been shaping U.S. policy, the way we've been discussing over the last few minutes?
0: Great. So in my ongoing research on public support for joining international treaties one of the things that I find is that naming and shaming is not actually very effective in shifting US public support for joining international treaties. I find instead that praising positive steps is much more effective in shifting public support. And so I'm, I'm somewhat skeptical that criticizing the United States for not ratifying the Mine Ban Treaty, especially since it's otherwise in compliance outside of the Korean Peninsula, is going to be a highly effective strategy. And that instead, recognizing positive steps rather than focusing solely on the lack of gratification would be a more productive way forward to sort of consolidate this norm.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think just as we're wrapping up, it's worth pointing out that a number of groups, including the U.S. campaign to ban landmines, have praised the Biden administration for the engagement in the last few months. It's been a real pleasure speaking with you, Naomi. Thank you.
0: Thank you.